The Injured Senior Podcast is here to help. Like it or not, the senior and elderly population is vulnerable to negligence committed by medical professionals, nursing homes, assisted living facilities, pharmaceutical and medical device companies, insurance companies, and everyday individuals and businesses. Your host, Steve Heisler, creator of the National Injured Senior Law Center, has been advocating for seniors' rights for over 30 years and is bringing you answers to your questions. This is the Injured Senior Podcast. Hello, Injured Senior, Elderly, and Aging Population. This is Steve Heisler, founder and CEO of the National Injured Senior Law Center. And you are about to experience the latest episode of the Injured Senior Podcast. The Injured Senior Podcast is a podcast that discusses medical and legal issues of vital importance to the aging population, uh, senior and elderly communities, and to their children, loved ones, and caregivers. Now, to get a copy of our special report, The Top Danger to Seniors in the Hospital, just go to our new website, InjuredSeniorPodcast.com, and download your free copy. So, I'm sure everyone in our injured senior community knows somebody who has diabetes. Here's a sobering statistic, my friends. 34.2 million Americans, a little more than 1 in 10, are diabetic. Here's some more bad news. 88 million in the United States have pre-diabetes. Now, that's 1 in 3. Now, according to the American Diabetes Association, 26.8% of Americans who are seniors have either been diagnosed with diabetes or remain undiagnosed. Now, that's one in four seniors. Folks, we have a problem on our hands. So the CDC says that diabetes is a condition in which the body does not properly process food uh, for use as energy. Most of the food we consume is turned into glucose or sugar for our bodies to use for energy, Uh, The pancreas, an organ that is close to the stomach, produces a hormone called insulin to help glucose get into the cells of our bodies. When you have diabetes, your body either does not make enough insulin or can't use its own insulin as best as it should. And this results in sugars building up in the blood. Now, One of the top health complications of diabetes are wounds, uh, which can lead uh, in serious situations, can lead to lower limb amputations. Here to talk to us today about diabetes and wounds is Martha Kelso. Now, you probably remember Martha Kelso because she has been a frequent guest on our show So Martha is the founder and CEO of Wound Care Plus LLC, the largest mobile care provider in the Midwest. Martha is widely recognized as being a pioneer in the advanced wound care arena who works strenuously to help uh, shape the future landscape of healthcare. So hello, Martha. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, Steve. It's always fun joining you on your podcast. Martha, you're an advocate of glycemic control, correct? Correct, absolutely. 
Okay. So first off, what is glycemic control for those in our audience who don't know? Glycemic control is ensuring that the foods that we eat, carbohydrates and sugars are able to be processed appropriately by our body and, and utilized as fuel for our cells. So managing blood sugars, diabetes, insulin levels is imperative so our cells can be healthy and our cells can use that uh, glucose or sugar as energy for our body. When we don't manage glycemic control and our blood sugars become elevated, our body feels like it's starving. Our cells feel like they're starving because we're not getting sugars into the cells or there's too much sugar in our bloodstream, too much glucose in our bloodstream for our body to manage. And so our body goes into a state of, my God, I'm thirsty, my God, I'm hungry, feed me, hydrate me, when you may already have enough nutrition in your body, we just can't get access to it with our cells. Yeah, practicing good glycemic control, what would uh, our listeners be doing differently than what they might be doing now, say if they're on, you know, say if they're diabetic? If you're diabetic and you're on diabetic medications, following the diet prescribed by your doctor, and even if you've been in touch with a registered dietitian, learning how to count carbs and how to count um, grams of sugar based on your level of exercise and the medications that you're currently on. So it helps us from keep from gaining weight. It helps maintain our you know, appropriate weight for our body, but it also keeps our cells happy so it doesn't feel like it's starving. That in and of itself helps prevent ongoing damage from diabetes or, or more damage from diabetes. Are there certain foods that, uh, you know, that our, our injured senior community should be staying away from and, and some that, you know, they should be consuming more? Generally speaking, simple sugars are things that we want to steer clear of. So things like, you know, a pop or uh, donuts laced with glaze, you know, um, you know Debbie cakes. Right. <laughs> that kind of right. thing. You have a lot of simple sugars that elevate or spike your blood sugars very quickly into a very high range. And sometimes the more devastating thing then when we don't have uh, protein or carbohydrates to level that out, your blood sugars can swing the other way and dip down very dangerously. And you hear about diabetic comas. Sometimes that's what happens. Our blood sugars go really high. We didn't give them anything to stabilize the blood sugars like protein. And then the blood sugars swing the other way and, and can drop dangerously low. And those ongoing swings of levels of sugar in your bloodstream is actually more dangerous than having a chronically, you know, elevated glycemic index as well. Right. So is there any uh, resources you can point to that uh, could help someone con control their, their glycemia or, uh, you know, get it under, uh, under you know, definitely manageable, make it more manageable? I would request to see a, a, a nutritionist or registered dietitian. Most insurance payers uh, provide that for new diabetics. The American Diabetes Association has a lot of great resources. And most local hospitals also have a nutrition class or a support group or some form of outreach and education because the we know that the number of diabetics and diabetic foot ulcers is a major um, drain on our uh, insurance and healthcare dollars. We don't want people to end up with amputations. Um, 
somebody that has an amputation, the average life expectancy is five years after that amputation. And that's devastating. So, yeah. no, no, thank you for that information. Uh, and you said that um, like a, a nutritionist or taking a nutrition class, is that covered by, uh, by insurance? Most insurances cover it or have a, a plan where you can go once or twice to see that registered dietitian or nutritionist once, uh, once you have that um, diagnosis added. I would even wage to say that some plans may even cover an annual visit or um, even a consultation by phone with those uh, experts. Right. I mean, t- right during COVID, I guess, like a telemedicine appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, that would include Medicare? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Medicare also pays for diabetic shoes once a year with three inserts. They have to be properly fitted by somebody that's trained to fit diabetic shoes. And they do have to have some form of neuropathy. Um, neuropathy means that it's numb or it doesn't have the normal sensation that we were born with. If that's true and a diabetic is neuropathic, they have sensation challenges in their foot, they're at a huge increased risk of developing a diabetic foot ulcer because they can't tell that shoes are rubbing differently or maybe that they've stepped on something. Yeah, and if you, uh, if anyone in our uh, listenership has a diabetic foot ulcer, we actually dedicated an episode, uh, a prior episode with Martha on uh, diabetic foot ulcers. So I would recommend that you go back and listen to that because there's some really, really good uh, information on that uh, episode. Martha, again, you delivered the goods. <laughs> I tell you, you always bring us so much valuable uh, information and details. Uh, thanks for discussing uh, that much-needed information with us. Now, you have two, uh, I believe, publications or um, articles that you wrote, or can you, can you tell our injured senior community a little, a little bit about that? Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, on our website, it's www.mywoundcareplus.com, all spelled out. There's two reference guides. One, The first one is called, What is a Diabetic Foot Ulcer? And this is just a very quick, uh, high-level view of what a diabetic foot ulcer is. We discuss what the Cleveland Clinic says about diabetic foot ulcers. There's information in there from CMS. It's just the glossy overview. And it's about a three-page document. <clears throat> the other one, though, is called Diabetic Foot Ulcers, A Quick Guide to Prevention, Assessment, and Management. That one is a 15-page document that discusses the importance of diabetic foot ulcers and then talks about the neuropathic ulcer, neuroschemic or ischemic ulcer. And then I even published a mnemonic to help patients know what they need to be doing throughout the year if they have diabetes to help prevent getting a diabetic wound. And that mnemonic is called diabetic limb. And of course, each letter stands for something that you should be doing to help prevent diabetic wounds. And they, and they can access that on, on the website. Correct. It's in the That's online great. library portal. So diabetic foot ulcer, a quick guide to prevention, management, et cetera. And then what is a diabetic ulcer? That's great. Okay. Everybody needs to go to that, uh, especially if you have a diabetic foot ulcer, but also uh, to get uh, some really good uh, stuff on how to prevent 
uh, getting uh, diabetic foot ulcers and I guess diabetes in general. Um, how can our uh, listeners find you on social media, Martha? Sure. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's usually Wound Care Plus or My Wound Care Plus with hashtags or ampersand at symbols. And then um, our office number, if anybody has questions or needs to find resources, is 888-256-3814. And we're active in 14 states, so it's kind of hard not to find us in your neck of the woods. Coming to a state near you. <laughs> That's right. Great, <laughs> yeah. great. Thanks again, Martha, and all the best in 2021, my good friend. You as well. Thank you, Steve. Uh, you got it. Uh, injured senior and aging population community. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I want to again thank uh, Martha Kelso for appearing on the show today. Uh, if you love the Injured Senior Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, you can go on iTunes or your uh, favorite uh, podcast platform uh, to do that. If you want to share your story on an upcoming show or have any suggestions or comments that you would like me to address on this show, uh, you could either email me at steve at injuredseniorhotline.com. As you know, I answer all emails. But we just added uh, a new shiny button on our injuredseniorpodcast.com website. You can actually leave a message. Uh, you'll see a, something on the, uh, on the homepage where you can actually uh, leave us a message, kind of like a voicemail. And... Um, we will uh, answer that on the show if you'd like. So until next time, I'm looking forward to uh, next week's experience on the Injured Senior Podcast. Stay safe, and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Injured Senior Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us at InjuredSeniorPodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. To find out more or to get help at any time, visit InjuredSeniorPodcast.com or call 855-622-6530. That's 855-622-6530.